Our topic this morning are public schools satanic. Are public schools satanic? And a very important subject. We'll get back to the uh, early narratives of Jesus, Lord willing, next week. I had a busy week. And I'm going to read Matthew 12:30. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. In the United States of America, the vast majority of evangelicals, I mean, it's well over 80%, maybe even 90%, send their children to public schools. These are state finance schools, uh, through, mainly through property taxes. They're funded by primary tax, ta uh, property taxes. And according to the state, these schools are supposed to be neutral with respect to religion. Religion is forbidden. Prayer is forbidden. Bible reading is forbidden. Therefore, they are supposed to be purely secular in their teaching with regard to all of the various topics. And the reasoning behind this practice is that America is a pluralistic society with many diverse religious faiths. Consequently, we are told, the only way to be fair and neutral is to leave religion out of the public schools altogether. Uh, recently, a guy was fired for praying after a football game out in the field. He was fired. You can teach transgendered perversion. You can teach pro-homosexuality and abortion, but don't pray. You can't pray. You can't read the Bible. You can't talk about Christ. You can't talk about God. Professing Christians have largely accepted this concept of neutrality and have rarely complained about public education until this generation due to the rise in leftist lies and propaganda regarding race and sexual ethics. Okay, things have gotten so bad that it's quite obvious that schools really are not neutral. When teachers are t teaching homosexual rights, uh, abortion on demand, which is nothing less than murdering babies, unborn babies, it's murder, it's cold-blooded first-degree murder. And of course, um, Whites are all racist. It, it, it's teaching people to be racist, to look at, judge people not according to the content of their character, uh, but rather the color of their skin, which is nothing but racism, fornication, homosexuality, transvestitism, transgender perversion, etc. Now, one could say in the past that public teachers and their leftist, democratic, satanic leaders pretended to be neutral, while today they have been more open and epistemologically consistent with their world and life view. They're, it's the same in the media. The media's been left-wing since World War II, well, at least since the 50s. But they pretended to be objective and neutral. When Carter did something stupid, they would cover it. Well, that, that's been thrown out the window. In public schools, they don't even pretend to be neutral anymore. Now, they lie. They, they say that we're not teaching this transgender stuff. We're not teaching all this, this, that whites are a bunch of filthy racists, even though they've never done a racist thing in their life and they're early not racist. This, this placing everybody into a class. They don't even pretend. They still lie about it when they're called on the carpet, but they still, they don't even pretend to be neutral. This current situation has forced many professing Christians to pull their, um, their heads out of the sand and start looking at how bad public education really is. Now, our subject today is to look at the philosophy or world and life view of the public schools in America and demonstrate that they are satanic 
and anti-Christian through and through. It is no more biblical or pleasing to Christ to send your children to a public school than it would have been for the Jews in the Old Covenant era to send their children to the prophets of schools that are dedicated to Baal or Molech or Asherah. And yet, most Christians, the vast majority of professing Christians, and even in Reformed churches, a lot of people do this. They send their kids to public or state schools to be indoctrinated by a bunch of left-wing lunatics. Now, in order to prove this main proposition, <clears throat> we're going to consider a number of different areas. But first, one of the main things to understand that undergirds all of our arguments relating to Christian education is philosophical, the philosophical foundation and what I call the myth of religious neutrality. The whole public school system, as in the United States, is based on this myth of neutrality. That there are areas of life where you can leave God and Christ out of the picture and everything's just going to be fine. It's just math. It's just history. People aren't going to, uh, people aren't going to put their atheistic views into it. They're going to be neutral. Well, that's a myth. The idea that religion can be divorced from education is a myth. One can see that it is impossible once one understands how one's world and life view affects one's thinking, speaking, and living in every area of life. One's worldview deals with what we call ultimate concerns. And one's concept of life and reality. Where do we come from? Why are we here? What is the purpose of life? What is the source of meaning and ethics? Where is the foundation of ethics? What is the definition of the family? What is the basis or foundation of law and justice? Now, education is, of course, supposed to teach truth. It is supposed to help one prepare for life. It is supposed to help one pick a calling in life. And all of these things are inescapably religious. Do you believe in evolution? Or do you believe in creation? Do you believe that God gave us a law that's based on his nature and character, a moral law, which is the foundation and unchanging, absolute for all men and kings? Or do you believe that law is simply something people make up? Communist, socialist, fascist, and all tyrannical civil governments understand this and thus have made the point of education to mold children into good, obedient followers and servants of the state. With statism, the political elite act as God and they tell the citizens what is to be believed. The state determines truth and ethics, arbitrarily. The state demands acceptance and obedience to their plans, not simply in the economic, military, or lawmaking realm, but also with respect to ethics, for one's view of ethics will inevitably be the basis of one's law order. Now, to help us understand how the secular humanistic or atheistic status worldview differs radically from the biblical world and life view, let us compare and contrast these two worldviews and demonstrate how they affect children and, of course, the future of American society and culture. And we're going to look at five main areas. We'll try to keep this brief. If you put your kids in a state school or a public school, uh, 
you're placing your children in, into temptation. Number one, let us first contrast the purpose and goal of education. When a secular civil government controls education, the purpose of education is to make people good citizens of the state. Even if that state is pagan, atheistic, and satanic. Joe Biden, I believe it was the governor of Virginia or someplace, uh, the state don't belong to the parents. I mean, the children don't belong to the parents, they belong to the state. The parents don't have a say in what they're to be taught. It's the state's job. Hillary Clinton, it takes a village. This whole concept of socialism, this whole concept of the state, the, the, the children are to be molded by the state for the state. For example, the Democratic Party in America considers children to be under the state. That is a liberal pro-sodomite, pro-abortion, that is the murder of unborn children, pro-socialism, pro-transcendered, pro-green, New Deal, pro-sexual perversion and hedonism, etc., state teachers' unions. The state teachers' unions donate, are the biggest donors to the Democratic Party of the United States of America. They're evil to the core. They're satanic to the core. They want children to look to the state for meaning, ethics, economic dependence, salvation. And this was true under the communists, the fascists, the dictators of the 20th century, and today. If you read Hitler's views on education, you read Stalin on education, they're no different than modern Democrats, or we should say modern Democrats are no different than Stalin and Hitler. And they want to control the children, because if you control the children, you control the future. You make them good servants of the state. So public schools are not really interested in truth or genuine wisdom, but propaganda to further their long-term political goals. Now, in the Christian world and life view, the children belong not to the state. They don't even belong to the parents. They belong to the God. And God places them under the direct care of their parents. If they send their children to a school, <coughs> oh, excuse me, if in the Christian world, the children belong to God, but are placed directly into the authority of their parents. If they send them to a school, they are delegating their authority to the teacher temporarily during the school hours. And they can only do so in situations in which they are sure the teacher holds strictly to the Christian world and life view and will not teach their children anything contrary to the Bible, the inspired, infallible Word of God. Or, obviously, Christian ethics, which come from the Bible. In other words, it would not only be immoral, it would be, uh, not only be immoral to send one's children to a state school, but it would also be wrong for a genuine Christian, a Protestant, to send their children to a Roman Catholic school. Roman Catholics worship idols. They teach a false doctrine of salvation. Their church government is hierarchical and based on human tradition. They're demonic to core and through and through. And they place the Virgin Mary above Jesus Christ. So you want to make sure you send your child to a real Christian school. If you choose a Christian school, and if you obviously don't want to do that, uh, if you're dedicated, homeschooling is a great option. There's excellent materials. But you don't want to send them to a state school, and you don't even want to send them to a Roman Catholic school, which is, I went to a Roman Catholic high school. Uh, 
it was no better than the public, maybe a tiny bit better than the public school, but not much. <clears throat> the biblical view is, uh, of course, is radically different than secular, the secular public school view. In Deuteronomy 6, 7 and following, God orders parents to integrate the Christian world and life view into every subject and aspect of life, every, every area of life. Let me just read this real quick. This is the commandment, and these, this is uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9. This is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life. So God is concerned. We're talking about the moral law here. This applies to Christians just as much as it did to the Jews. We're talking about the moral law. It applies to you, and it applies to your grandson, your children, your grandchildren. The goal is covenant, co covenantal Christian continuity through time. You raise children to be Christians. You don't raise them to be out there living as heathen swine. <clears throat> and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it. That it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord your God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. And here's the great Shema, the primary commandment of Judaism. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And here we go. Here's our text for today. Uh, one of our main texts, you shall teach them diligently unto your children. You shall talk of them while you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And the New Testament counterpart to this passage, of course, is Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't be unreasonable. Control yourself. Be reasonable. But bring them up in the nurture or training and admonition or discipline of the Lord. And this is supported by 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We are to conduct our children's education in a manner that glorifies God. Jesus Christ must be the center or axis of the whole education system, not the state or even our own selfish, sinful desires. So does the education of the child promote his obedience and love and dedication to Jesus Christ. Does it do that? Or does it exalt um, service and devotion to an atheistic or heathen state? There is no neutrality. The biblical world and life used to be studied, discussed, learned throughout the day, and must be carefully and thoughtfully integrated into every topic of education. Now you tell me how Deuteronomy 6, 1-9... And how Ephesians 6, 4, and I could have quoted many other passages, I'll quote some from the Proverbs later, how in the world you can justify sending your child to a school where Christ does not, can't be mentioned, where God can't be mentioned, where prayer is not allowed, where the Ten Commandments are forbidden. Christ is to be integrated to every topic.
Every topic, whether math, history, politics, civics, geology, biology, agriculture, etc., must be taught from explicitly Bible-believing Christian perspective. The Word of God defines ethics, the family, marriage, the state, the meaning of life, etc. Deuteronomy 6, 7 and following assumes that there is no such thing as neutrality or a secular sphere of life outside of God's authority. The entire training process of the covenant child is to be of the Lord. That's from Ephesians 6, 4. Defined by God, to the glory of God. Every bit of training, discipline, education, and knowledge is to converge in total devotion and obedience to Jesus Christ as every beam of light leads to the sun. Now, when you're gardening, when you're out there planting your peppers and your tomatoes and your watermelons or whatever, and the birds are singing, what are you doing? If you're a Christian, you're thanking Christ. You're praising God. When I hear the birds sing, what, what do you do? Immediately you praise God and you thank Him for the birds. Every area of life. It is obviously a violation of the first commandment, you shall have no other gods above or besides me, to hold the position that the secular humanistic state has authority over education, and therefore God and Jesus Christ have no authority whatsoever. And that's the position of the public state school system. Such a position is not being with Christ, but being against him, Matthew 21.30. It is a premeditated, deliberate refusal to confess Jesus Christ before men, Matthew 10.22. If you're a Christian and you're at a public school, you're not allowed to act as a Christian. You're not allowed to confess Christ before men. And I've watched, I've, I've, you know, I've seen where People who were Christian ed people who were Christians who taught at public schools had to resign. They resigned. They were so convicted that when there were ethical problems that had to be dealt with, they couldn't they couldn't point to the Bible. They couldn't point to Christ. They had to pretend to be an atheist to teach at that school. And that's obviously unbiblical. The American state school system is teaching by precept and example that God, Jesus Christ, and the Bible have nothing to do with education. It is illegal to pray to God, read the Bible, confess Jesus Christ, and teach the Ten Commandments as a source of ethics in the public schools. And I'll never forget when I was very young and I was passing out tracts. I was, when I was so young, if I shaved, I could get away with passing out tracts in high schools. We, would have lives. We, were t we were grabbed by administrators and we were threatened with jail for passing out tracts at a public high school. This is illegal. This talks about Jesus Christ. You're breaking the law. But it is legal, perfectly acceptable, and popular to teach sodomite rights, to teach it's okay to murder your children in the womb, the transgender perversion, statism, socialism. Oh, those things are fine. They're totally good. But don't pray to God through Jesus Christ. Don't worship Jesus. Don't, don't look at the Bible. Don't teach Christian ethics. You can't do any of that. But you can praise these perverts, these sex perverts, The Word of God says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 1.7, and of course wisdom, and that human philosophies are not according to Christ, Colossians 2.8. God has given Christ all authority over heaven and earth, Matthew 28.18. There is no area of life that is outside of his control, his domain, his authority. So public schools are an open rebellion against Jesus Christ, for they reject his authority 
over the classroom. The most important person who ever lived, the only savior of mankind, the son of the living God, the divine human mediator, who died in the cross and rose from the dead, cannot even be mentioned. Gordon Clark says this, Quote, how does God judge a school system which says to him, O God, we neither deny nor assert thy existence, and O God, we neither obey nor disobey thy commands. We are strictly neutral. Let no one fail to the, understand the point. The school system that ignores God teaches its pupils to ignore God. And this is not neutrality. It is the worst form of antagonism, for it judges God to be unimportant and irrelevant in human affairs. This is atheism. End of quote. That's from his book, uh, 1946, The Christian Philosophy of Education. There's no neutrality. Whenever men set aside the inspired, infallible, perfect word of God, they replace it with a purely human element. Instead of transcendent ethics, instead of eternal truths that come from God, we get some form of human autonomy. The rise of secular humanism in the West explains why modern ethics are evolving and changing. Ethics are now relative to culture, and whenever the secular elites and interest groups desire it at any given moment. Things that were regarded as immoral, disgusting, and abominable, even, and even illegal for almost 2,000 years due to the positive influence of the Bible and the Christian world and life view on society, these things are now regarded as moral, virtuous, and good for society. Yeah, everybody used to be against homosexuality until after the, the late 1960s and beyond. The idea of homosexual marriage, that, that if you told people that it would be legal in America and practiced widely, uh, people would say you're insane. But these things are all accepted. The idea that a man's not a man and a woman's not a woman, these things are insane. They're insane. And they're very recent. Heterosexual marriage between one man and one woman has given way to legalized fornication, adultery, no-fault divorce, homosexuality, cross-dressing, transvestitism, and the transgendered perversion. Things have gone so far that men and women are not even regarded as men or women. Atheism leads to positive law, that's law that's purely made up by men, it has no basis for it, and the idea that people are simply making their, up their own ethics. And this human autonomy has led to people creating or defining their own reality. First, you create your own ethics. Okay, you're going to say, oh, well, homosexuality, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. First, you create your own ethics out of thin air, which is evil, satanic. And that's what Satan told Eve in the garden. Oh, don't listen to God. He's not telling you the truth. You can determine for yourself what is good and what is evil. You can be autonomous. You can be independent of God. Determine for yourself what's right and wrong. And that's what they do. Instead of heterosexual marriage, where sexual relations, the marriage bed is undefiled, it's blessed, uh, sodomy, fisting, and gerbils has replaced that, and that's considered good. And that is insane, people. That is crazy. And then, of course, that goes to denying reality. If I think I'm a woman, then I am a woman. If a woman thinks she is a man, then she is a man, we're told. Well, I think I'm a uh, bisexual manatee, uh, but sometimes I'm a crocodile. Do we take that seriously? Of course not. That's insanity. But this is what we're taught. All of this radical relativism and atheistic nihilism is taught today in the public school system. 
Yet professing Christians still put their children in the public schools in Moss. Most, most reformed people do too, it's sad to say. Now, why is this important? Why is this so important? Well, first of all, uh, you know, if ethics do not come from God, then there is no such thing as inalienable rights. And our Constitution says, you know, it's, it's the best Constitution in the world. It should have Christ explicitly as king. But it does say that our rights come from God. They don't come from the state. If they don't come from God, if the secular humanistic position is that ethics and rights come from the uh, state, then no one is safe from tyranny. With biblical Christianity, the moral law is above the Supreme Court. And all civil magistrates, all judges, must bow the knee to Christ and his law. Only a transcendent, absolute, unchanging moral law that comes from an infinite personal God guarantees the rule of law, the true rule of law, and protection from a messianic, power-hungry state. So the Supreme Court can't just say, oh yeah, well, we're going to say that homosexual marriage is now legal, sodomites are now legal, and homosexual marriage is now legal, and murdering your children is now legal. They don't have that right, because there's a law above them, which they cannot they're not supposed to deny. Leftists and Democrats speak about the rule of law a lot, but they really don't believe it. Only 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, Obama and Al Gore both publicly came out against homosexual marriage. Marriage should be between one man and one woman. Well, they didn't really believe that. They just go... they. they they wet their finger and hold it up to the wind and they just follow whatever the masses want or whatever the elites want. Now they vigorously favor sodomite marriage. Vice President Gore many years ago, I'm old enough to remember, was against abortion, as were many Democrats. Everyone was against abortion only 60 years ago. All Democrats were against abortion. Because they have no absolute, eternal, unchanging ethical reference point, they simply follow what is popular in liberal, academic, and left-wing circles. So nobody's safe. Nothing is safe. There are left-wingers today that want to make having sex with children legal. That's the next thing they want to do. You say, well, that's crazy. Nobody's going to go for that. Well... The way things are going, who knows? The high priest, the high priests of the satanic secular humanistic religion are the academic scholars in universities who dress up their arbitrary, relativistic, purely positivistic ideas regarding ethics and what they regard as proper human behavior with meaningless intellectual nonsense. They are the false prophets or priests of Molech to the anti-Christian state. Their sacraments are sexual perversion and abortion. They are the modern equivalent of Baal worshippers. They do not worship Baal for fertility, because they murder their children. They are narcissists who worship self and hedonistic pleasures. That is the Democratic Party. That is the public school system. That is what it stands for, philosophically. Number two. The goals of Christian education in the public or state school system are radically different from the public school system regarding the idea of wisdom and discipline. 
Now, the goal of the state education, besides the idea of turning all the children into pro-sodomite, pro-abortion, pro-transgendered, faithful disciples of the Democratic Party, the Democratic statist, is self-exaltation, self-discovery, and the complete outworking of human autonomy and independence from God. I'm proud that I'm murdered my baby. I'm proud I've had five abortions. I'm proud that I like to have sex with men. I'm proud that I pretend that I'm a woman. Self-exaltation. You determine your own reality. This is all based on the assumption that children are born good and are at least a blank slate, tabula rasa, ready for self-creation and exaltation. So, this is what they're taught. You're supposed to determine your own purpose, meaning, and ethics for yourself apart from God, and then live boldly in that self-determined hedonistic delusion. It is a fusion of atheism, narcissism, hedonism, and a radical subjectivism. How dare you call me a, a woman when I'm a woman? Because I think I'm a man. How dare you? That's purely subjective. It's not based on science. It's not based on anything other than I, this is what I want to do. This is what I think. It is the reason that homosexual, homosexuality, transgender perversion, sexual immorality, and a complete redefinition of men, women, and the family is advocated. The proper way to live, according to secular humanistic status and progressives, is not to trust in Christ and obey him as Lord, but rather to live as one's own God, determining for herself what is good and what is evil, and even determining one's own reality. There's a magazine on the cover that has a... Uh, it's a woman who had surgery and mutilated herself, cut off her breast, mutilated her, uh, herself, create, creating a fake penis, and uh, pregnant. On the cover of a magazine, pregnant. This radical idolatry and relativism is supposed to bring life, meaning, and happiness. It brings only misery and judgment. Now, the Christian idea of education, the Christian picture of education, is to teach, train, and discipline children using the Word of God so that they are progressively sanctified, that is, they become more holy, righteous, and ethically separate from the evil world system. They more and more imitate Christ according to his human nature while he lived on earth, and thus learn true biblical wisdom. Only the biblical system, worldview, and ethics, all of which can only be sanctifying if People are connected uh, to Christ by faith. They believe in Christ by faith. And they're in union with him in his redemptive work. That brings true biblical prudence. So Christian children learn discretion, discernment, insight, practical wisdom, or in modern slang terms, biblical street smarts. Wisdom. They can apply the moral law of the God to life on a daily basis. Covenant children are prepared for a life of truly satisfying dominion work under Christ. Under the biblical leadership of a Christian father, children are to develop Christian character. They are to be cultured in a distinctly Christian sense. So the goal of teaching is to know, and this is uh, Proverbs 1, 2-4, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. 
in all of those terms are defined according to the word of God. Today, equity means inequity. Today, uh, racial justice means racism. The left has turned everything upside down because they're theological perverts and Satanists. Now, children in the Christian system are taught to establish a Christian family. Heterosexual monogamous marriage, one man, one woman. And they have to remain married for life, and obviously, unless one of them commits adultery. <clears throat> in order to have godly dominion over planet Earth for the glory of God. Everything is Christ-centered, and thus the children are taught to live for God, not for self. The goal is the imitation of Jesus in his human nature, not to emulate and imitate atheists, statists, feminists, and sex perverts. Your sodomites, lesbians, transgendered, etc. Education must be fully biblical and Christocentric. Unlike secular humanism, which regards man as intrinsically good, the biblical world and life view recognizes that man is a fallen creature, spiritually dead, guilty of sin, depraved in nature. For this reason, faith in Jesus Christ and his perfect work of redemption is emphasized as well as biblical discipline. Everything starts with Christ. For you need a regenerated heart and you need faith in Christ before you want to obey the law, before, before you have the, can have wisdom. Everything's dependent on Christ. That is rebuke, admonishment, punishment, for example, spankings, or sanctions based on God's moral law or Christian ethics. Children who are not disciplined in a Christian manner do not learn self-control and good biblical behavior, which is necessary to function in a solid Christian family and a law-abiding society. Therefore, biblical education is nearly never purely an intellectual affair. It is always to be accompanied with verbal reproof, correction, admonition, and physical chastisement when necessary. So what I'm saying here is as there's no neutrality with regard to what is taught intellectually, content, there's no neutrality with regard to discipline and chastisement. Christians are punished. Sodomites are favored because there is no neutrality. The fact that children need admonition presupposes that children have violated some ethical standard and therefore need to be confronted verbally regarding bad behavior or speech, obviously biblically defined. It also presupposes that the goal of admonition or correction is an acknowledgement of wrongdoing and a change of behavior in the right direction. That is, there is to be repentance leading to a personality and behavioral change. These point, this point raises a few questions regarding public schools. First, We ask, are public schools including discipline with a child's education? And of course the answer will be yes, but it's not biblical discipline. And then second, if public schools are using discipline, what is their standard? Now it is common knowledge that discipline in public schools is very lax and virtually non-existent. And this fact should come as no surprise for four reasons. Number one, the spanking of children is now regarded as child abuse. Number two, rebellious behavior, especially in teenagers, is considered a normal and even a beneficial aspect of growing up. Three, state schools are not really interested in instilling Christian ethics or even old-fashioned family values, but are primarily interested in producing young adults who are in love with statism. One must keep in mind that state schools are an establishment of religion, secular humanism, atheistic naturalism, macroevolution, 
And their main job is not education, but the, but the promotion of that religion. And then number four, many modern public school teachers do not regard misbehavior as an ethical problem, but as a problem of environment. Okay, you wonder, why in the world, in these cities where crime is totally out of control, why don't they lock these people up and throw away the key? And the answer is because they don't, they don't believe it's their fault. They believe it's, that's a problem of environment. They've, they've been oppressed. They've been oppressed. And therefore, it's not their fault when they uh, try to, you know, like that, that black comedian, that funny guy, they, guy goes up there with a knife. Oh, we're not going to charge him with anything. He's, he's oppressed, even though he was trying to kill a black guy. Rambunctious children are medicated with Ritalin. And when children and young adults commit murder, they are often told that such persons themselves are victims of society. And then number five, the standard that public schools use as the basis for their discipline is a false, ungodly, satanic, worldly standard. We've noted this over and over again. There's no neutrality in ethics. Public schools will use discipline against those who advocate Christian ethics, monogamous heterosexual marriage, the teaching of the Bible, and of course nature, that there are only two genders, male and female, which are established in the womb and exhibited at birth. People are to be judged solely based on their character and behavior, not race or skin color. Yes, progressives and Democrats advocate racism today, openly. And people are not to be judged or placed in a class or category based upon what others have done 150 years ago, who may have been in the same ethnic group, this, this idea of reparations and so forth. <laughs> My relatives, uh, my, my ancestors all came from the north. They fought on the side of the Union. They never had slaves. They never oppressed any black people. But my taxes are supposed to go to people that are criminals and lazy today. <clears throat> the Bible emphasizes personal responsibility and does not allow blame shifting for wicked or criminal behavior. You do the crime, you do the time. Actually, restitution is the biblical method. And obviously, first and second degree murder uh, in a secondary case of manslaughter are all punishable, should be punishable by the death penalty. And also in the Bible, repeat felons, the death penalty. We, this, the Bible doesn't believe in prison systems. When Christians place their children in a public school, they are delegating their parental authority to unbelievers who hold to a radically unbiblical world and life view. They are placing their children under a form of satanic admonition. Consequently, children under a form, uh, consequently, Christian children will receive rebuke, correction, chastisement for godly behavior. For example, starting a prayer group, having a Bible study, speaking up for Christ in class, witnessing to others, telling the truth regarding premarital sex and homosexuality, telling the truth regarding creationism versus evolution, warning others of the dangers of deadliness of false religions, etc. And they will receive praise for ungodly speech, speech that accepts and promotes human autonomy, relativism, cross-dressing, homosexuality, the transgender perversion, macroevolution, polytheism, racism, multiculturalism, feminism, statism, socialism. The satanic admonition that children receive in public schools is designed to promote a personality and behavioral change in an explicitly anti-Christian direction. You have what the teachers say, and young children are very moldable, and you have uh, peer pressure. 
peer pressure, societal peer pressure is very strong. Fox News is totally pro-homosexual now, and they even have sodomites and lesbians on their show. They've accepted homosexuality. And you got Sean Hannity there, uh, who's kind of a nitwit, uh, basically you know, condemning countries for putting to death homosexuals. Well, the Bible teaches that. Are you condemning the God of the Bible? If you're caught in the act by two witnesses, the, homose the homosexual is to be put to death. That's what the Bible says. God says it. If you think that's too harsh, then take it up with God on the day of judgment. Furthermore, even <clears throat> if a public school teacher or administrator disciplines a child for something that is truly unethical, lying, stealing, name-calling, fighting, they as a set policy cannot give biblical reasons for discipline but must rely on pragmatism or some concept of loyalty to humanity or the state. What is sin? Sin, sin is against God. What is crime? Crime is a sin that is so serious it's, it has to be pen, penalized by the state. These things are defined by God. To say that a child, uh, to, to a child, don't lie because you need to be a good citizen or do not steal because it violates the brotherhood of man tells us something far, a child something far different than do not steal or lie because such behavior is a violation of God's moral law and displeases him. And of course, there is a final judgment. You're going to have to deal with these things on the day of judgment if you, if you don't embrace Jesus Christ. Or John do you know that what the Bible says, that liars will not enter the kingdom of heaven? Public school discipline is given in terms of utility to the state rather than in biblical terms of service and glorification to God. So you can see they're antithetical. They're in opposition. The public school system strictly forbids teachers, administrators, and students from confessing Christ, promoting biblical law, advocating the lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life. It demands that all children and every teacher explicitly disobey the Apostle Paul's teaching on the necessity to apply the centrality of Christ to every area of thought throughout each and every day. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5. Now listen to this and tell me how in the world you can believe this passage and then turn around and place your kid in a public school. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That is absolutely antithetical to the public school system. And then number three, and this is very important. Public schools deny the Christian doctrine of creation by God, what we call, say, creation ex nihilo, creation out of nothing, and allow only macroevolution to be taught to children. Creation is a fundamental biblical doctrine that is the basis for the creator-creature distinction. Okay, we're not God. God has authority over us. We don't make the rules. God makes the rules. God gives us absolute ethics. We don't create our own ethics. The creator-creature distinction is super important. The doctrine of creation is critical. That's it's what, the first thing taught in the Bible. And it's necessary for a biblical epistemology, that is how real knowledge is possible and obtainable. If the universe and human beings are the product of time, plus matter, okay, atoms randomly floating in the void, plus chance, then everything is in flux. Ethics and meaning are only a temporary epiphenomenon of evolved meat machines.
We're nothing but machines. We evolve by chance. And what you think is meaningless. It's, it's an epiphenomenon. Man is in flux in a universe of flux or pure contingency, as Van Toe would say. You're like a person made of water trying to, slime, uh, trying to climb a stairway made out of water into a sky of water. Without a reference point, there is no meaning. Now, you can assert meaning, but it's a bare assertion. It's purely arbitrary. It's not real meaning. Macroevolutionary theory is the philosophical foundation of atheism and secular humanism. It is the epistemological basis of relativistic ethics. Karl Marx's favorite book was Darwin's book on the origin of the species. He said, here is the basis of communism. He said that because it's based on atheism and it's based on uh, a theory of evolution. Statism and the removal of Christian liberties depends on the doctrine, uh, depend, and the removal of Christian liberties depends on macroevolutionary theory. That's why it was embraced wholeheartedly, even though it's absolutely unscientific. There's absolutely no proof, and the, the, the overwhelming evidence is against macroevolution. The fossil record's against it. DNA and RNA's against it. Uh, everything's against it. It's a total farce. If man evolved from pond scum, then there is no real reason for ethics at all. Ethics are purely arbitrary. They are only opinions based on feelings or emotions. This teaching is the reason why our modern civil government believes that men can make up laws out of thin air or that judges or a simple majority can decide what is right and what is wrong. Why do you think they're so obsessed about the Supreme Court? Because they want liberal, progressive, atheists, secular humanists to make up laws that they like. You want to murder your baby? Go ahead. You want to be a slut, a whore? and have illegitimate kids and then murder them because you're a hedonist and a narcissist, you go right ahead. These women that are protesting against you know, this leak, the Supreme Court leak, they reveal themselves to be bloodthirsty murderers, pro-murder. No better than Hitler and Himmler and Heydrich. In this view is how over 60 million unborn babies have been murdered in cold blood in the United States. They're murderers! It is how the abomination of homosexuality. People, it's an exit. It's not an entrance. It's not a sex organ. It's a feces organ. It's disgusting. It's perverted. It's unnatural. And the transgender perversion has been declared good and lawful. Now I ask you, is it proper for a Christian father to expose his seven or eight-year-old child to a dogmatic organized attack on the foundational doctrine of creation? Public schools teach that ethics are evolving, that society or the majority determines what is acceptable behavior. The Bible says that the moral law is based on God's nature and is unchanging, absolute, non-negotiable. Public schools teach that man is basically good and that many bad behaviors are the result of bad genetics or environment or disease. For example, alcoholism and drug addiction. It's not your fault. You have a disease of alcoholism that forces you to go out and buy a case of beer and drink it like a maniac and vomit. The Bible teaches that man is bored with the guilt and pollution of sin and that every transgression of God's law is evil, rebellion against God. Public schools identify many evil activities as permissible and even virtuous. Fornication, homosexuality, transgender perversion, witchcraft, idolatry, rebellion against parents. If you believe, if you indoctrinated in the state school and you, your 
10 years old and you believe you're a, you're a girl and you believe you're a boy, they want to give you blockers. They want you to get a sex change operation. They don't want to tell the parents. That's how dedicated they are to this satanic garbage. And they also strongly condemn many fundamental doctrines of Christianity, such as Christ's exclusive claim to be the weight of God, the biblical view of the family, the doctrine of justification by faith alone and salvation only by Christ. Public schools have no real foundation, foundational basis for teaching ethics. Only the Bible gives sound, logical reasons why cheating, theft, rape, sexual immorality, and murder are wrong. God says so, and God's nature and character is the foundation of morals and ethics. Public schools espouse a secular, humanistic, naturalistic, pluralistic, relativistic, anti-Christian philosophy that contradicts scripture at every fundamental point. Parents simply cannot be faithful to the biblical commands to install in their children a Christian world and life view if they send their children into the satanic lion's den of public education. Every thought is to be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, not to the obedience of a heathen state. The teachers' unions are about the most evil thing in the United States, what they advocate. And then number four. Sending Christian children to a public school involves placing young covenant children in a pagan environment where they can be influenced and corrupted by heathen unbelievers on a daily basis throughout the day. The Apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15.33, bad company corrupts good morals. Now that word translated communications in the King James Version or company means a bringing together companionship. It is contact association with evil that is declared to be corrupting. It is totally irresponsible to send covenant children, Christian children, into a society of evil teachers and evil doers. Spiritual life is quenched in the atmosphere of carnal society. And a sort of intoxication quickly comes over him who frequents it. It's so unwise. You become like the people you hang out with. When a Christian apostatizes and hangs out with a bunch of people smoking dope and fornicating like wild beasts, uh, the fornicators don't look at the Christian and go, wow, let's go do that. Because the Christian's already in a state of apostasy and backsliding. Christians are often very, uh, children, young children, are often very gullible and very susceptible to peer pressure and the influence of people in positions of authority. Teachers. Why do you think people that go to college, young people, vote for Bernie Sanders and are so stupid politically and economically and, and, and are in favor of all these things that are totally unbiblical and wicked because they're susceptible, they're young. A covenant child in a public school is assaulted from every side by demonic doctrine, profane disputations, coarse jesting, satanic music, exaltation of fornication and rebellion, hatred of lawful authority, and all sorts of deadly temptations. How many covenant children have had their minds polluted and their morals corrupted at the public school? And I say, sad to say, multitudes. Many, many years ago, Gallup did a poll on evangelicals, and one of the findings was that the apostasy rates for evangelical children are simply appalling. I mean, they're shocking. <clears throat> a huge percentage go apostate in, in the public school, in high school. And then if they didn't go apostate in high school, they go apostate in college. 
they go they go from professing Christians to partying to getting high to fornicating and rejecting Christ. That's what happens. When professing Christians send their children into satanic Molech state schools to be indoctrinated by anti-Christian propaganda all week long for five to six hours every day, five days a week, they should not be surprised that their children become traitors to Christ and God's kingdom. The all-of-life discipleship Deuteronomy 6, 7, and following, principle has been co-opted by the secular anti-Christian state while Christians give their children a 45-minute, shallow, mediocre, non-doctrinal Sunday school lesson instead. So you give me your children for uh, 30 hours a week, and uh, we'll try to counteract that with 45 minutes of some uh, crummy sloppy evangelical Sunday school, which is usually more entertaining than anything. Can Christians be a salt and light to our culture when our children are educated by left-wing wicked status, when their peers are hedonistic, evil, blind fools? Christian parents need to heed the words of the Proverbs. Proverbs 12.26, The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 13.30, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 22.5, thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards a soul will be far from them. Proverbs 22.24.25, make no friendship with an angry man. With a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Proverbs 24.1-2, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Christian parents must never forget that public schools are required by law to teach every subject from an autonomous, satanic perspective. Every school hour of every day, public school teachers spout forth lies and propaganda for the state. Furthermore, public schools are cesspools of immorality. Children in public schools have a virtual smorgasbord of wickedness available to them to every day. I know, I used to be a pagan. I was raised a pagan. I was raised Roman Catholic, but I was a, a heathen. You want to get stoned? You want to get good drugs? You want to fornicate like a wild beast? Schools were wonderful for that. Very easy. We'd get stoned before we went to school. Then at lunch, we'd go to the park. We'd get stoned again. We'd have sex with girls in the chapel, on the floor, under the pews. You need Christ. You don't need state schools where children are living like wild beasts. Virtually any drug, any form of sexual perversion, every form of religious Satanism, and so on, are readily available. Christian parents have a covenantal obligation to protect our children from such an anti-Christian environment. Sending one's children to a propaganda center for atheism and nihilism is not the proper, wise, or loving thing to do. Even when Christian adults who are spiritually mature and ready to do battle spend time with the wicked, they are to do so only on their own terms, not on the terms set up by the, God, the wicked. Here's what Charles Hodge says. It is when men associate with the wicked with a desire and purpose to do them good. It is only when men uh, associate with the wicked with a desire and purpose to do them good that they can rely on the protection of God to preserve them from contamination. In other words, if you're a mature Christian adult and you want to witness to your neighbor, fine. You want to go talk to him about Christ? You want to invite him to a Bible study or invite him to church? That's fine. 
But if he's over there and and they're smoking dope and snorting cocaine and they got strippers coming over, you don't go over there and hang out <laughs> and hang out with them. It's not a good idea. Even those who have not gone apostate due to attending public school can still be influenced by the state school's exaltation of the evil world system and thus are syncretized and compromised intellectually uh, and morally. And obviously, they also miss you're, you're, you're missing your child's opportunity to have a superior, solid Christian education that will help them the rest of their, your, their life. This is, this is the one opportunity. This is when their brains are like sponges. This is when they learn the fastest. There are many professing Christians that have been partially corrupted and negatively influenced by the propaganda they receive in the state schools as a child. The influence of feminism, statism, evolution, ethical relativism, existentialism, anti-intellectualism, the pro-sodomite movement, and so on, are strongly evidenced in churches where children have attended public schools. A non-Christian education is a bad education. It's not simply unbiblical. It's not simply immoral. It's a bad education. It's terrible. When Christian parents put their children in public schools, they are missing a one-time opportunity to give their own children a good, solid Christian education. No one who takes the Bible seriously can argue that a Christless education or an agnostic, atheistic education is a good education. From a biblical standpoint, it cannot be. It's not. And then five. Looking back at what Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9 and other passages such as Ephesians 6, 4 say, we can see that parents are responsible for their children's education, not the state. It's not even the state's job. God has not authorized the civil magistrate or given the state the authority to establish a tax-financed public school system, a system funded through state coercion, where strict Christian parents are forced to pay the salaries of atheists, democratic statists, sodomites, feminists, Christ-hating fools, hardcore racists, and dedicated socialists. We're financing Satanism with our taxes. And we have no say in the matter. If you don't pay it, they take your house. And believe me, I pay a lot of property taxes. And my children have never stepped, set one foot in a public school, ever. The professing Christian acceptance of America's public school system is an embracing of satanic indoctrination and the antichrist messianic state. Christians need to learn that God has established different covenantal spheres of responsibility. For example, the church, the state, and the family. The state is not to intrude into the family or the church's responsibility. And the church is not to intrude on the family or the uh, state either. Now, if somebody's uh, in, the, in the civil government and they commit a sin and they don't repent, the church can excommunicate them. And in a Christian nation, they would be disqualified from office. If you have a child and the child breaks the law, then obviously the state has the authority to step in and arrest that child and prosecute him. But the state doesn't have the right to educate your children and make you pay for a satanic education. <clears throat> The whole point of statism, or as Hillary puts it, it takes a village, is to make the state the parent, the controllers or molders of all the children. Adolf Hitler said, and I'm going to paraphrase, 
so I didn't take the time to look up the quote. But he said, look, you may not like me. You may not like the Nazis. But I'm, we're taking your children. Give me your children, and I control the future. And they did. They had the Nazi youth, and they integrated the Nazi beliefs into all the public schools in Germany. And in the last days of World War II, it was the Hitler youth who fought tooth and nail to the death. 15-year-old boys fought to the death for the, the satanic philosophy of the Nazis. They had been raised to do that. The civil magistrate, we must keep in mind that the, civil ma the Bible gives the civil magistrate a very limited authority under God. The civil government has been given the task of protecting society by bringing negative sanctions against public evil. Romans 13.4 The civil government has the right to collect taxes in order to fulfill its negative role of protection. It, however, does not have a biblical warrant to intrude into the God-ordained covenantal institutions of the church or family unless a crime biblically defined has been committed. Okay, they, don't, they do have authority to collect taxes for military schools. Learn how to kill people, to learn how to protect your borders, and etc. Few professing Christians would argue that the civil magistrate has the right to administer the sacraments or exercise church discipline. Most professing Christians, however, do not have a problem with the state collecting taxes by means of coercion in order to do something that Scripture explicitly says belongs to fathers or parents. Deuteronomy 4, 6, 4 to 9, and Ephesians 6, 4. The state has no more biblical right to collect taxes for public education than it does to set up Buddhist temples or Hindu shrines. The only people that God has given authority to set up schools for children are parents under the supervision of the local elders of the church. The Christian school properly seen as an extension of the Christian home. The school exists for no other purpose than to supplement and not replace a parent's instruction at home. The school and home work closely together in educating the child in an explicitly Christian manner. When the civil government sets up the public school, it sets itself up as the father of all children. Such a civil government views all the children as property of the state. It's clear that the Democrats believe this. It's clear that Joe Biden believes this. He just said it a couple weeks ago. Parents don't like this. They used to not care, but now that children are taught to be racist, that whites are all evil, now that they're taught that there is no such thing as male and female, <laughs> our society's gone crazy. This view is basic to the philosophies of status education. It is especially pronounced in all forms of Marxism, national and international socialism alike. The child is a state resource to be developed and used for the welfare of the state. And that's how Democrats think. They have a collective view of man, not an individualistic biblical view. And this, this idea of viewing things as according to class or according to race, this comes from Marxism. When parents put their children in a state school, they are in essence are supporting the state's messianic claim of total jurisdiction over the family. Such parents are contributing to the Molech state's power religion, and they are also guilty of stealing from their neighbor. For taxation without divine authorization is theft. Their children are going to school at the taxpayer's expense. Now, many of these taxpayers are elderly people who do not have children and are on a fixed income. Benefiting from the civil government's unlawful collection of property taxes for state schools is sinful. If all professing Christians in the United States of America, and I'm talking about evangelicals, liberals are obviously satanic and they're not Christians at all. 
if all professing Christians, evangelicals, pulled their children out of these public schools, the public school system would virtually collapse. And the greatest institution of status control and the spread of irreligion, socialism, atheism, and nihilism would be put out of business. Now, why don't professing Christians take the leading role in shutting down the public school system? And the answer to this is money. Your taxes pay for it. They send them off. You don't have to deal with it. It's a lot. It's, it's homeschooling is a ton of work. Or if you have a Christian school, it's very expensive. And so they do it for the sake of money. They sacrifice their children on the altar of money. Mammon. How many professing Christians have sent their children straight to hell to save some money? A lot. Now also to keep in mind that children are much more susceptible to propaganda and indoctrination than, indoctrination than mature adults. A proper Christian education is designed to help covenant children resist the intellectual arguments of the world and the temptations of the flesh. To place them in the demon's den of state education does the exact opposite. It exposes them to the allurements and lies of the world when they are most vulnerable. Do not assume that you're going to be able to counteract all the false, unbiblical nonsense that children are taught in public schools. First of all, you're not, you're not there. Now, this current rebellion we're having, where people are rising up against the public schools, some parents are, generally conservatives, is because of COVID, children were taught on computers. So parents got to see the crazy stuff their kids are being taught, and they're completely outraged. You white racists. You're a bunch of racists. And the virtues of homosexuality and transgender perversion. But how, we ask, can Christian parents counteract the teaching of which they are, for the most part, unaware? The fact that many Christian parents recognize that their children need to be deprogrammed or depaganized every day after school is a tacit admission of the danger that public schools pose to Christian education. What did Jesus say? Matthew 26, 41. Jesus said, watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation. Now, temptations will come. But we must do everything what we can to avoid entering into temptation. Okay, if you have a drinking problem, you don't go to a bar. If you have a lust problem, you don't go to a strip club or look at dirty magazines or whatever. When you place your children into an atheistic state school with left-wing satanic leaders and heathen, worldly, hedonistic students, you are deliberately placing your children into a situation of temptation, and you're therefore completely disobeying what Jesus Christ has taught us. Not to enter into temptation. Only Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, obey Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and say, no to public education. As Nancy Reagan used to say, just say no. Just say no to public education. Make the sacrifices for the sake of your children. Someday you're going to die. Someday you're going to be old. You're not going to be, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about your, your beautiful red Corvette or your Honda Goldwing or your beach house in Portugal. You're going to be thinking about your children. And if you screw it up, you don't get a second chance. 
Well, just a brief summary and conclusion here to wrap it up. The Bible teaches that the overall training of covenant children, which includes education and discipline, is the responsibility of Christian parents, in particular Christian fathers. This includes both formal and informal instruction. A biblical world and life view is to permeate the covenant child's existence. The biblical passages that speak to the issue of a child's education and training, Deuteronomy 6, 6-9, Ephesians 6, 4, etc., teach that an explicitly Christian education is mandatory. It's not optional. It's mandatory. It's not a matter of preference. This teaching requires Christian parents to keep covenant children out of the public schools. Public schools must be avoided for the following reasons. Number one, they do not integrate the Christian faith into every area of life or every academic discipline. And they violate that passage in Corinth, uh, 1 Corinthians, I, I quoted a few times. Number two, they violate the first commandment by adhering to political polytheism, secular humanism, and agnosticism, or polite atheism. Number three, they do not promote obedience to Jesus, obedience to Jesus Christ and his law, but to a pagan state. Number four, they corrupt the morals of covenant children by false, dangerous teaching and contact with a wicked student body. Number five, they do not have biblical discipline. Their discipline is lax and founded on anti-Christian principles. Number six, they violate the biblical principle that places a child's education in the hands of parents and not the state. They violate the Eighth Commandment because they are financed by state theft. And seventh, there is no such thing as neutrality and they teach evolution and not creationism. And creationism is the foundation of the creator-creature distinction and the basis of submitting to God's Christian ethics. Churches should help Christian parents be faithful to child-rearing imperatives of Scripture. Denominations need to have a policy. We don't. If you put your kids in public school, you will be disciplined. Currently, uh, there are only a few tiny denominations that do that. Even the, o the OPC, PCA, RBCNA, they have tons of kids in public schools, and they, it's okay. This is one of those things which has been, pra it's a sin that has become so practiced for so long, and it's done by so many people that it's become what we call an acceptable sin. You know, like gossip and things like that. It's acceptable. Like Christmas, it's acceptable. It's sinful, it's wicked, God hates it, but it, it's been accepted. And we can't accept that. Our standard is not what a corrupt denomination does in their declension. Our standard is the Word of God. As churches implement biblical policies regarding Christian education, they should keep in mind that new believers and most professing Christians have been influenced by years of status propaganda and years of unbiblical instruction from the evangelical community on this issue. Therefore, when a child repents and sets in progress a, uh, a church repents and sets in progress a transition from being a church where most or many church members have their children in public schools to a church where no children are in state schools, the transition should be achieved with careful instruction and patient, loving admonition. And obviously, we have to take into account uh, women who are divorced; uh, they're Christian. Their husband may have left them. They're poor. They have to work. Uh, what are you going to do? They obviously cannot afford a Christian school. Well, that's when the church has to step in and help them out. You don't abandon their children to satanic state schools simply because of, of poverty. You have to help them out, if you're able, obviously. And it's just sad. Because of this faulty of public schools, if, if the church had a biblical view of Christian education for children for the past 200 years, there would be solid Christian schools all over the place. The reason there are these horrible state schools everywhere is because the church hasn't done its job. 
once the faithful Christian parent has a solid grasp of all the biblical arguments and issues involved in the debate regarding Christian education, he will gladly obey God's word in this area. Beloved, it's time for professing Christians everywhere in the United States, whether you're evangelical, whether you're reformed or not, if you profess to believe that the Bible is the infallible, inspired word of God, which it obviously is, then it's time to repent. Put your children first, not your wallet, and get them in a good Christian school or at least homeschool. There's some excellent homeschooling materials out there. So get on board. Let's all repent. Of course, my kids are all grown up, but you know, you have young children. Do the right thing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much that your word teaches us what to do and gives us true wisdom. We know that the future is dependent on the children of professing Christians. Covenant continuity. The kingdom of God is dependent on evangelism, obviously, but also, especially, on the raising of covenant children who are faithful to your word. So help us to all be obedient to this requirement of scripture. Help us to understand it and apply it to life. In Jesus' name, amen.